Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny come latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know. Maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules. You name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. You know, guys, when you get to be our age, finding the motivation to get back in shape can be hard. It's just plain tough to find a routine and to stick with it. Good news. FitBod is a fitness app that is anything but routine. It tailors your workouts to fit your life, your goals, your gear, and even your schedule, so you can avoid burnout. And FitBod helps keep up your momentum by mixing in different exercises, reps, supersets, and circuits. Best yet, FitBod has over 1,000 demonstration videos, so you can learn the right way to do each exercise. It's time to ditch the boring routines and kickstart your fitness journey. Add FitBod to your workout essentials. Join today to get your personalized workout plan. Get 25% off your subscription or try the app for free at fitbod.me slash zabe. That's F-I-T-B-O-D dot M-E slash zabe. Today on the ZabeCast, can you really compare yourself to Michael Jordan with five fewer rings? The Rodgers drama comes to a head in Green Bay. The NFL gears are roaring to life, and I can't wait. The Olympics are already a disaster on many fronts, plus the Sooner Longhorn Irish exit from the Big 12. All that, plus how many of these am I really going to need? Your Express 30-minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up, man. Let's go. Here we go. Monday, July 26, 2021. Thank you for joining me. You are looking plausibly live at Green Bay, Wisconsin, at the Radisson, at the Oneida Nation Casino, Right here in Titletown, USA, where the next 48 hours are going to be incredibly pivotal for the direction of the Green Bay Packers franchise. Just one of multiple storylines that will dominate the late July, early August headlines as the NFL gears start cranking up. As the mighty Leviathan on the American sporting landscape, the National Football League. Dun, 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 dun. See, I would have the music, but a funny thing happened to my laptop. 
along the way. I'm traveling with the brand new MacBook Air with the M1 chip, 13 inches, wafer thin, ultra light, great for traveling, extremely powerful for editing applications. And I do edit these podcasts on Final Cut Pro, which is a video editing software, but I, I'm so comfortable with the interface and the way I move around and manipulate sound bites and clips and levels and volumes. I'm just like, it's easier to do it this way. And when I do have a podcast that has a video element to it, it just makes it easier to all be on one platform. But I digress. So I'm traveling with the MacBook Air, the l- cheapest version they have. And this is the M1 chip. It came out in the fall. And I'm getting used to the smaller screen. And I like it because it gives me battery length. Like, that's the thing about these M1 chips is that they last forever. So if I'm doing a radio show and I've got the laptop fully charged, I can bring it to the show and realize I'm not going to run out of battery. I'm good to go for the three hours and beyond. I can't say that about my old MacBook Pro, even with a new battery installed, which I paid 175 bucks for. Anyhow, are, are you going to get to the sport? Yeah, I'm going to get to the sports in just a second. I have to get this in. So I bought a the, – the only downside, of course, to the new MacBooks is that they only have two USB-C ports. That's it. They don't have the legacy USB-A or B or whatever it is. And therefore, you have to get – Dongles, adapters. So I have this dock, this hyperdrive dock that I guess is pretty slick because it plugs right into the two USB-C ports, and then it gives you a multitude. It gives you the two USB-C pass-throughs. It gives you a micro SD card. It gives you an SD card reader and two legacy USB ports. Okay, great, right? So you plug it in. You leave it there as just a small little, even color-matching addition uh, to the actual MacBook itself. It almost looks like, oh, that's part of what came with the MacBook. But it has a little tiny black, I don't want to call it, a bridge. Ooh, and I forgot there's an HDMI out on this port as well. What about Ethernet? No, it does not have Ethernet. You can get other dongles for that, but whatever. So it's got this little black, almost like a spacer or a connector that it's it's a cosmetic item that keeps you from seeing a small gap between your dock and the laptop. Okay, fine. You know what that little spacer does? I just found out it prevents the lid of your MacBook Air from fully closing. What does that then do? You got it. It drains your battery. So now I had to take that off. And now I'm charging my MacBook Pro, and it is taking an extraordinary long time to charge. But, oh, there we go. We have life. We have life. Okay, we're back on the road. That's why I did not have the NFL soundbite. Bum, 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 bum. But here we are. We've got storylines in the NFL that are about to come roaring to life and the two biggest ones are Aaron Rodgers here in Green Bay and of course Deshaun Watson in Houston two totally different situations 
And two very complicated situations, I would say. Both of them are complicated. Let's start with Deshaun Watson, lest I be accused of local market bias. Deshaun Watson wanted out in Houston prior to all the revelations about his touchy-feely, grabby, hey, whoa, wait, what? We're having sex now? Massage therapist spree in Houston. Since that time, it's like the NFL just sort of put that on the back burner or they didn't investigate or if they are investigating, it's taken too long. But many of us thought, well, for sure by the opening of training camp, we'll know. Is Deshaun Watson going to be suspended for six games? How long is this going to take? Well, the answer is, I guess, longer than this because we roll into training camp for the Texans not only with the NFL not having weighed in on so, so awkward. Is he going to be suspended for all this stuff that these, what, dozen or more massage therapists that he grabbed off of Instagram? Which, by the way, I'm not sure if they're really massage therapists or not, but okay. Were they looking for a date, not looking for a date? Seems weird on both fronts. I'm not victim shaming if they indeed were touched inappropriately and without their explicit permission, but I don't know. Not only has the league not done anything, and so we don't know the status of Deshaun Watson, but this whole I want out of here thing, well, that's not going to happen at this point, now is it? So what are the Texans going to do? And Watson Watson is expected to show up at camp today because if you don't, you get fined $50,000 a day And those fines, according to the new CBA, cannot and will not be allowed to be waived by the teams in a show of good faith like, okay, you missed a couple of days, but you're our quarterback, so go here. Let me give you a noogie. All right, let's play some football. And the same things apply to Aaron Rodgers here in Green Bay. Now, there's some things going on. First of all, Rodgers on Instagram on Sunday morning, I believe, tweeted out a single photo, tweeted out on Instagram, he he grammed out a photo. Is that, is that how you say it? He put out on Instagram a single photo of Jordan and Pippen in a photo obviously referencing the last dance. Remember the good old days of the last dance, early pandemic? Everyone is scared shitless. Now just half the country is scared shitless, but the the other half of us are like, oh, okay, we get it. We're all locked in our houses. Can't go anywhere. Nothing to do. Ooh, there's a nine-part doc on the Jordan Bulls. I am in. So we're watching it, and we get the full reminder of, yeah, uh, Jordan and Pippen went into that year like, fuck these guys. Fuck them all. We're great. We're going to win one more. This is it. The last dance. Phil, Scotty, Michael, let's do this. Jordan, or Rogers tweeted out a photo. And Devontae Adams, his number one wide receiver. And I guess the Thelma to his Louise, or the Louise to his Thelma, tweeted the exact same picture. No words, no context, no explanation, no, hey, here's what I'm going to do this year. A lot of people didn't take it well. A lot of Packer fans are like, 
Oh, for God's sakes. Many said, oh, that is rich. You're tweeting out that about Last Dance. One more title. One more title. (laughs) You only have one title. And you, Devontae, have zero. So that's kind of cheeky, to say the least. It's going to be complicated. Uh, Vegas sportsbooks have taken off the board many Packer-related props. They have adjusted some of the odds on the division numbers to win the NFC Central. So, yeah. Did I say Central? I meant to say North. The NFC North. Many people are taking this as, that's it, he's retiring. To channel my inner Judge Smales, by the way, 41 years ago today, Caddyshack released. To channel my inner Smales, I don't believe it. But I don't believe it. I don't believe he's going to retire tomorrow or today. That would be Monday morning. I don't believe he's going to retire Tuesday. But I believe there's probably going to be some drama. It seems to me, well, it doesn't seem to me. This is what I think. This is what I think Rodgers will say. He'll sit down with the team and say, look, I know what you guys want to do. You want me and Devontae and everybody here to just bear down, go along, play for a championship this year, and then you guys will figure out what you want to do next year. But the chances are you're going to want to move to Jordan Love. Unless we win it all, I guess you wouldn't trade me if we won it all, but whatever. Um, and then guess what? And then who knows? Then the I don't know. You're going to want to trade me maybe. I You want to move on to Jordan Love? So here's the deal. I don't want to let you guys control my future. I don't want to be traded to the Bengals in a year, although that would be a bad example because they've got a guy in Burrow. He's coming off a knee injury. Uh, But pick a team that's a marginal team that he may not want to go to. I don't want to be traded to the Redskins. How about that? Oh, sorry, the Woofed Skins. So here's the deal, old Murph and Goody. The price of me paying, of playing this year, is you guys restructuring my contract so that I can walk at the end of this year. Now, I know the brain trust would squeal and they would scream bloody murder and the fan base would be like, what? No, that's not how it works. Fuck you. You signed a deal. The team was smart and forward thinking, like, we want to have some options here. And that's all true. That's all true. And it would be outrageous to demand that. However, if Rodgers truly was ready to take the dynamite to his reputation in Titletown and maybe his reputation forever as a player, if he's crazy enough to go through with it, then it's something the Packers would be, they'd have to consider. They'd have to say, do we want to... Because you can have a good season, I'm sure, with Jordan Love. You're not winning at all. Like, that just doesn't happen. I mean, maybe Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner did it once. I mean, that maybe it'll repeat itself. I don't know. But the bottom line is, Rodgers, if he's willing to go full terrorist and blow up the season... So what he would do then is he'd say, if the Packers say, no, we're not doing that, retire. Then Rodgers would retire... And it would be a fake retirement. 
And then once this season is over, and once the NFL market for his services, which are sublime, reformulates and reorders itself, and we find out which teams are now suddenly, definitely, absolutely in the quarterback needing business that Rodgers would be interested in joining, say, for example, the Pittsburgh Steelers would be one team that next year could be very much in that camp. It looks like the Patriots are still in that. Oh, can you imagine? Next year, this coming winter, there'll be a market of people going, hey, uh, hey, Packers, like the guy that retired, Rodgers. If he were to unretire, you'd still have his rights, right? Yes, we would. Well, he's not going to play for you if he unretires, so what do you want for him? And that's where it begins. Now, if you think the Packers are going to sit there and out of spite, never let him leave and never let him play for another team, you're crazy because Rodgers would get back in return, I'm convinced, two ones and a two to start from some team this winter. Two ones and a two, and that's the base price. Almost like a C-class Mercedes with the fake new buck, not leather seats. And the price goes up from there. Would the Packers, out of spite then, say, oh, we don't want two more first-round picks and a second for a guy that doesn't want to play for us anymore? No, they wouldn't do that. They would trade Rodgers. And they would trade him to a team that's acceptable to Rodgers. Now, they would love it if Rodgers were to play this year and then retire on his own because then the Packers get everything they want. They get this run at the Super Bowl this year and they get Rodgers to retire so they can actually save money next year. That's not going to happen. The alternate thinking is Rodgers is going to come up with some way to spin a victory or to spin a tale about how, hey, man, I was just enjoying myself this offseason. I was always going to come back. I can't believe you guys thought otherwise. What's the matter? And he's going to crawl down from the tree that he has stuck himself in and go from there. We shall see. John Rahm is out of the Olympics with COVID. Wait, what? You mean the golfer who was on his way to running away with a PGA Tour event with like an eight-shot lead and was told off the 18th green on Saturday, sorry, bud, but your test came back positive, you're out? Yeah, that guy. The same guy who got COVID recovered, got DQ'd from that tournament, the Memorial, and then got fully vaccinated after that said he had tested for the antibodies. He's got the antibodies. He said, I'm good to go. I'm invincible. What? Positive again? (laughs) He's now tested positive four times. And some people still think we should be testing people. Stop testing healthy people. Treat COVID like any other respiratory disease. If you're sick, you go to the doctor. The doctor orders a test. You or your insurance company pays for that test, not free testing for everybody in the sun. And then we go from there. And then, oh, you're positive. Don't go out for a while. Don't breathe on people. Stay in your room till this passes. That's how, that's where we should be right now. But we're, of course, not. And the Olympics are so tied up in knots, it's just ridiculous. Now, The most ridiculous thing I saw, and I don't know if this is a bot. It just seems like when I read it, I go, wait a minute. 
somebody really does, a human being can't possibly believe what they just tweeted about John Rom testing positive for the fourth time after having had COVID, after being fully vaccinated. Somebody can't possibly have tweeted this. It had to be a bot, right? Well, maybe it is. I'll let you decide based on the actual uh, bio in there. Here's what the tweet goes from someone named Benjamin Kemp. Really? Regarding Rom? I think it's high time Mr. Rom does a better job of choosing where he goes and who he hangs out with. Or start wearing a damn mask. <laughs> that, 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 that's got to be a bot, right? Benjamin Kemp at Benjamin Kemp 23 in Winchester, Virginia via North Carolina via K-Town, whatever that means, allegedly joined 2013. 64 followers, 360 accounts he's following, and he describes himself as teacher with a major sports addiction. Hashtag Cleveland against the world. Huge caniac, as in hurricanes. This guy, or this Chinese-sponsored bot, says, really about Kemp? It's high time Mr. Rom does a better job of choosing where he goes and who he hangs out with or start wearing a damn mask. If somebody really believes that, they're so fucking stupid, I'm absolutely horrified. I have to share a society with them. But, well, that's where we are right now. Cut four, more Olympics. USA basketball loses to France in the opening round. First time they've lost in the Olympics since 04 when they didn't win the gold. And of course, Greg Popovich was again testy afterwards like, these guys are good. Come on, we're not supposed to blow everybody out. Others are saying, you know, France has three really good NBA players, including Rudy Gobert and uh, two other guys, and I've already forgotten their names, but still. Three good players, three good NBA players, and they're a good team. Well, let's see. The USA has one, two. We got 12 good players. We got 12 players better than Rudy Gobert. Or, well, maybe not 12 better than Rudy Gobert. We got 11 as good as or better. Shouldn't we win these games? I think we should. Do I care? No. I mean, look, Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton, I'm sure, felt like ass having just won the NBA title partied for two days, gone to a parade, got on a plane, traveled across the world, went through COVID protocols, and then showed up to play. But we should be beating teams. We should still be the dominant, can't-touch-us, basketball-playing nation on the planet. And we're not. And Greg Popovich remains one of the most overrated coaches in NBA history. Do you see the three-on-three basketball? <laughs> it's something. Three-on-three half court. You miss a shot. You have to take it out past the three-point line, just like you were playing pickup at lunch with some buddies in the office complex. Yep. And apparently the men's team didn't even qualify 
for three-on-three hoops. It looked embarrassingly amateur, if you ask me, but some say this is the wave of the new Olympics. There was a botched triathlon start. Saw this on social media. Basically, they had all the triathletes lined up on the edge of the dock. They start the swim first, then to the bicycling, and then to the run, or I don't know the order. But they have this giant boat that I guess was in front of half of the long line of swimmers on this long dock, and it didn't get out of the way in time, or half of the field just jumped the gun, and the other half had to wait for a good 20 seconds. The boat's like, trying to back out of the way. Like, oh, sorry, sorry, excuse me, pardon me. And the commentator's like, oh, wow, wow, this is a false start. They're going to have to blow the horn to get these swimmers back, you know, get the athletes back onto the dock, which at that point, I don't know if they did or not. They probably just said, well, you know what? Half the field got a bit of a head start. Tough shit. Deal with it. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Watching any sport is a hell of a lot more exciting when you got a little something-something riding on the game. But what happens when the season is over? At my bookie, there is no off-season. NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, boxing, heck, table tennis, MMA, and more. If they got it, you can bet it. If the games are being played, the line is on the board at my bookie. Just remember, where you bet, though, is every bit as important, if not more so than what you're betting on. That's why I tell all my friends to go to mybookie.ag. Oh, but my state just approved it. There's a big whatever, or these guys are in the market. Nah, Johnny-come-latelys. You want to trust them? Trust the bookie I've been working with for years, my bookie. My bookie has been ahead of the game for years now. And why does it matter? Oh, I don't know, maybe a million reasons. Better lines, better payouts, less rules, you name it. Plus, you get a bonus with me at mybookie.ag. Use promo code CHARLIE, ZULU, Alpha, Bravo, Echo. That's promo code ZABE. And get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. You bet, you win, and most importantly, you get paid with mybookie.ag. I watched a good chunk of the softball game between Team USA and Australia on Saturday night. I know. Loserville, right? I watched it in my hotel just because I turned it on. I was like, okay, Olympics. Let me give it a shot, see what's on the Olympics. And then promptly ignored the remote control, went to work on my laptop, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, you know, next thing I know, I'm an hour and a half in. 
And I'm glancing up at it, and I'm glancing up at it, and I just have to say once again, for the record, for the 18th millionth time, softball, women's softball, girls' softball at the highest level is the most worthless, stupid, boring sport ever. The majority of games between decently matched teams are one to nothing. It makes soccer look exciting by comparison. Now, look, before you think that I am saying that these gals aren't athletic and can't bring it, you're wrong. They can, and they are. And here's my point. It's not that they're not athletic. It's not that women shouldn't be playing a sport like softball. It's just that the game sucks. All the dimensions of it, to me, are stupid when it comes to the size of the ball, how fast good pitchers in softball can and throw these amazing pitches that go up and down and duck and dive and everything else. Such good pitches that even major league hitters can barely get a a bat on them. No, I'm not saying they're not athletic. I'm saying the sport is dumb. For the best of the best. Now, you want to play girls softball at a lower level to let them play a facsimile of baseball? Okay, fine. I can see that. But at a certain certain level, we should just have girls baseball. Teach these gals to play baseball. And if it takes playing baseball in a sized down field, something between the major league dimensions of 60 feet, 6 inches to the plate and 90 feet between the bases, maybe something... I don't know, intermediate, that'd be better. Gals would love to play baseball. It's a better sport. You'd act, you'd actually have action on the base paths. You might have scores that weren't one nothing all the time. Oh, and the other thing about softball, it's just a nonstop cacophony of random yelling and cheering. Just chirping from the fans and chirping from the players. And I know they're supporting the team. Come on, Kelly, get a hit. Go, Kelly. Susie. Susie. Let's go. Move it out there. And it's just nonstop. I'm sitting there watching for an hour and a half going, oh, God, I'm getting the headache. Glance up, 0-0. Zero, zero. Glance up, 0-0. Zero, zero. Did we win? That's what I need to know here. Oh, my laptop is awake. Hello, laptop. Good to see you, MacBook Air. How we doing? Oh, looks like we got a software update. Well, that may take a second. Uh, let's see. Hey, Siri, did the USA beat Australia in softball? I found this on the web. Hmm. Team USA defeats Australia closer to gold medal. Okay. Team USA pulled out another win. Exciting times. Um, what was the final score? Let's see. Let's see. Oh, 2-1. Extra innings. Exciting game at least at the very end. Otherwise, a real pitcher's duel. Oh, the rowing competition has apparently been delayed or canceled or maybe canceled because apparently a typhoon is moving into the area which is affecting the rowing course out on the open ocean or wherever it is they're holding it. I say, hey, you want the gold? Row through a typhoon. Whoever lives wins the gold medal. Oh, and the Olympic Committee has told winners to stop hugging on the podium because of COVID. 
Once again, people have lost their ever-loving minds. 14,673 steps, give or take a few. Played Aaron Hills on Sunday. Uh, Thank you to Jim Lombardo, as always, for getting us on. It's been difficult. They are just slammed at Aaron Hills, side of the 2017 U.S. Open. Uh, But the course is... It's growing on me every time I play it. And I play it about once a, once a year these days. It, it's so good. And I got to experience it today for the first time because I always play it pretty much in the dead of summer. And you'll get warm kind of still days, even in Wisconsin, southeast Wisconsin, in the middle of summer. But I played it today. It was hot, but it was breezy the whole day. So it was quite it was pleasant to me. I, I didn't really sweat today, but temps were close to 90 degrees. But there was a, a pretty good constant wind. Let me tell you, that course was made to have wind. And the reason that all these guys went super deep at the U.S. Open was the wind laid down. The wind laid down for basically four days, and they ate it alive. But it's such a good course. And, yeah, it's walking only, which I love. And it's just so quiet out there. It's amazing how quiet. You feel like you're in this soundproofed studio. It's amazing. And uh, 7,000 or 14,673 steps, according to my watch, which was about seven and a half miles, which is pretty good because they say the walk is seven and a half miles around the course if you keep it down the middle of the fairway. I wouldn't say I was down the middle of the fairway, but I was pretty much in play. Didn't hit too many crooked balls. Shot 83. That's what I shoot with a couple of needless mistakes. Made one birdie, which was nice, and won 20 bucks. So that's good. And of course, we had. Two of the original Spice Girls caddies. We had uh, Alex, A-L-I-X, who's fantastic and just such a positive, wonderful person to meet around. Played golf at the University of Green Bay. She's now basically a pro jock. She loops at Aaron Hills. That's her main summer job. And she went to Florida this winter to, to you know caddy down there. And then her friend, uh, Gracie, who is a soccer player at lacrosse, I want to say UW lacrosse, no, not soccer, softball, excuse me. And she is every bit as funny and as sarcastic and knows golf and just get yeah, great company. At one point, Kevin Workus, my buddy, got mad and he was like getting frustrated. And Grace does this with her hand. She puts her hand up here like, and she goes, Kevin, you're up here right now. I need you down here. And she, she lowers her hand. I said, Grace, I will pay you $20 to talk to Kevin as if he's a child the entire round. <laughs> it was so funny. Anyway, we had a great time out there. And whoo, my feet are barking. How many of these am I going to need? Here come the vaccination pink slips. Rick Dennison, the first assistant coach with the Minnesota Vikings, fired for not getting the vaccine. Brian Hoyer could be in jeopardy at quarterback for the Patriots, although some would say, (laughs) of all the guys you'd want to not get the vaccine and get kicked off the team, it'd be Brian Hoyer. He stinks. They're trying to work that out. The SIAC, which is a Division II league, is the first league to mandate vaccinations for players, and the push is on. Uh, Bruce Arians, by the way, said he will fine any player that's unvaccinated $14,000 on the spot for any violations of COVID protocol. 
and that the unvaxxed will face upwards of 140 brain-tickling tests this winter versus only about 14 for vaccinated players. Okay, question. How many of these vaccinations am I going to need? What does that mean, Zabe? Just one, okay? Don't you want to stop the spread? Oh, are you sure? Just one? Because already data is starting to show, mainly in Israel, but it could occur elsewhere, that the Moderna vaccination is not as long-lasting as they would have hoped. It's declining in its three to four to five to six-month effectiveness. There's already whispers amongst American officials of, we may need a booster shot in the fall. Question, how many of these am I going to be required to take? That's a legit question. I want one I want one of these NFL players who should already be speaking up about this, the union should be speaking up about this, to say, hold on a second. How many more, like, are you guaranteeing one vax is enough? Because let's say, and there's lots of scenarios you can imagine, let's say come the fall, amidst a fall surge with the seasonality of the virus, that they say, oh, well, we, we, we recommend a third booster dose. Well, how safe is a third booster dose? We don't know. We haven't put third shots in a lot of arms just yet, not on a population-wide scale. And so if you succumb to the NFL's mandate as a player to get vaccinated, then how many more? What are you signing up for exactly? That's a great question. I'd like somebody to ask it. What if they find out after eight or nine months that, you know, the Moderna product, it's good in the short term for certain segments, but it's not that great. The J&J, though, different approach, that's the one. So we're going to need you now for next year to take the J&J. Are you signing up for that? I can't believe there's not more people screaming bloody murder from the top of their lungs about what's going on here, which, by the way, I guess uh, the uh, spokesman for the Biden administration, Jen Psaki, who threw out the first pitch at Nats Park, because who doesn't want to see a spokesmouth for the administration throwing out a first pitch? That gets the fans all excited. She was asked, so does the Biden administration require mandate vaccinations for their own staff? The answer is no. Oh, interesting. Somebody had the tweet, <laughs> Wait until Moderna comes out with their subscription plan. It'll be like Netflix for your upper arm. <laughs> Texas and Oklahoma with an Irish exit? Question mark. Looks like this is going to happen. It's just a matter of time. The Big 12 is scrambling now to save them. They're offering, maybe we can give you a bigger share of our revenues. Well, the check they're going to have to cut to the Big 12 to get out legally is already like $75 million, I believe. So I don't think it's money at this point. I think Texas and Oklahoma looks at the rest of you and says, you know what, we've had a lot of longstanding rivalries, but you guys are losers. We're going over here to the cool table. It's almost like you have this table of friends, and it's your table. And you thought your table was a really cool table in the cafeteria for a long time, the Big 12 table. And you had your best buds and your best rivals, and you're like, yeah. And every now and then, you'd fight another guy from another table, and you'd be like, oh, yeah, we'll show you. But now you're looking at these 
guys you're at the table going, these guys are kind of losers. That table over there, that SEC table, they just added a few more chairs and they just scooted over. You want to join? Let's go. This is going to touch off an unbelievable, when it's all said and done, shifting and reorganization of conferences in college athletics, especially football and basketball, the likes of which I haven't seen. And you know what? I'm fine with it. I know I'm not a traditionalist in terms of college football. If I had gone to a school where it's like, oh, my God, Texas is now no no longer going to play Oklahoma. They're not going to play Texas A&M every year or Oklahoma is not going to play Oklahoma State every year. If I'd gone to one of the schools and I was really into it, and I'd be like, this is an outrage. Nah, let's see how much the landscape shifts. Fake Brady video, question mark, or no question mark? Of course, the Brady video, the viral video of him throwing a perfect spiral with enough force and accuracy to lodge itself briefly inside the spinning wheels of the football jugs gun of sorts and then spit it back out, back at him. Throws like three passes, each one with increasing accuracy from, well, the most accuracy, but increasing distance. The third throw... So perfect that it lodges in the spinning wheels and knocks the machine over before it spits the ball back out in sort of a feeble kind of <laughs> Tom Brady beat me. Some people are like, I don't know, that looks crazy. It looks real. It's got to be real, right? Yeah. It's not real, and here's why I know. The machine's not plugged in. There's no power to it. Like, those things need, I'm pretty sure they need uh, electrical power. They don't run on gasoline. And I don't think any lithium-ion battery would be strong enough to power those big wheels that fire a regulation football out at a high rate of speed. That's number one. So I didn't see any cords on that. Secondly, the amount of accuracy you would need to wedge the ball in there would be unheard of, given the rate that they're spinning. And then number three, why would the ball sit there for a second or two before being spit back out? Is it because it's wedged in there so tight it actually stops the wheels from spinning? Still kind of fun to figure out, well, how do they do that trick? I think it had to do with cutouts of Brady Brady throwing in, in front of a green screen and then them putting the machine in there and doing something with the ball digitally. I've been looking at it a few times. I need to download it to my video editor and then really scrub through it and go, oh, I see it. It's a fun game, though. How do they fake it? If you saw it, let me know how you think they faked it. Cleveland Guardians. (laughs) What a disaster. The Guardians. The Guardians. Now, I know why they named them the Guardians, because there's two big Guardian statues that guard the big bridge into Cleveland over the Cuyahoga River. And they're the guardians of transportation and highways or something like that. Whatever. It just is so cheesy, so pedestrian, and so... Wait a minute, there's a rollerball team named the Guardians. When they had a chance... As much as of a mistake as I think it was to go away from the Indians' name, they, if they wanted to get rid of you know 
uh, the chief, then that's one thing. They should have kept the name, though, but they didn't. So they go away from the name. They had a chance, golden chance, to go back to being the Cleveland Spiders, which they were many, many years ago, and apparently that was one of the leading fan choices. They chose Guardians. It was a disaster. Now, maybe there's some Indian fans who are like, no, actually, I kind of like it, Zay. But for all of Indian Nation, Tribe Nation, let me know. What do you think? The Cleveland Guardians. And then finally, there's this. I saw Gilbert Brantley in concert at the State Fair, at the um, Washington County State Fair on Saturday night, briefly, at least. We were getting done with the Bloody Horns. And by the way, uh, congratulations to Mike Conti and Dan Fuji, am I getting the mic and the Dan right? Hold on a second. I'll look this up right here on my Twitter feed to give them credit. I can't thank the Bull enough as well as uh, the entire staff there and the new ownership. They have brought that course back in a way that is absolutely fantastic. Uh, Yeah, Mike Fuji and Dan Conti. They won with a new record, 7-under on a breezy day at the Bull. Uh, so anyway, Scott Evans, head pro there, uh, did an incredible job of running the event. It went so perfectly, I'm almost kind of scared to think, how do we pull that off? That said, on Saturday night, we get done with the golf tournament, and we were like, all right, we're going back down to Milwaukee. We're going to go by it. Let's go by the, you know, see Gilbert Brantley, and, and maybe he'll play the one song we play for Wags when he comes on the show every day, which is Bottoms Up. We get there. It's a shit show of people diving off the road, parking in the grass, parking in the ditches, just pushing their strollers along the road. And I'm like, it looks really crowded here. Sure enough, the big amphitheater where he was playing was packed. By the time we get there, I think there was four songs left. And again, for all you Gilbert Brantley fans out there who love him, don't take this the, 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 long, the, wrong, the long way. <laughs> it's, it's late at night. I'm tired. Slow down here. Gilbert Brantley, boom, okay. Oh, not connected to the internet. Let me fix that in two seconds. Um, for those of you that are big fans, don't take this the wrong way. We get there with about four songs left in the set. The, the mix from the big speakers, we're so far away. We are easily, I would say 110 yards, 300 feet plus away from the stage. Did I say Gilbert Brantley? Jesus God, Brantley Gilbert. I suck. You've been sitting there, haven't you, for the last three minutes of this podcast going, Zabe, Zabe, no, got got it backwards, switch, switch around. <laughs> Brantley Gilbert. And funny, I want to show you my work. I actually have it written down here as Brantley Gilbert, and I was like, no, that's not right. Let me switch it around. Damn it. I'll show you. Anyway, last four songs of his set. And he was swerving into the patriotic part of the program where, you know, this one goes out to all the soldiers that's fighting for this country. And I'm down with that big time. I really am. Had a big screen behind him. A lot of military imagery. Our soldiers out there in the field fighting, blowing stuff up, you know, and he's got this song. And it's okay. I could barely tell the words from where we were. And I'm like, okay, cool. Done. Then the Star Spangled Banner. I'm like, all right, cool, hat off, very good. It was late in the set to be doing it, but okay, fine. And then another military song after that, and I was like, oh, boy, okay. <laughs> and then, that, then after that, there was a firefighter song with big images of firefighters. Like, yeah, firefighters. And I'm like, okay, I'm down with that too. But I was just, I was bugging Gitter and the boys. I'm like, 
When's there going to be a song about kissing a girl for the first time? When's there going to be a song about sitting on a tailgate soaking up the Georgia sun? When's there going to be a song about riding down an old dirt highway that life is simple and you just got some cold long neck beers and your buddies and you're going fishing? That's, that's all that life is about. Where, where, where's that song? And I think one of our guys said, yeah, no, nah, he's more of a rock kind of a guy. So finally, they, he ends the show, the stage goes dark. And I wouldn't say that there was a massive response of, encore, encore. We were so far away, we really couldn't tell what they were cheering near the stands. But of course, he came out to play an encore. And it was indeed Bottoms Up. So I got to hear the one song I know of Brantley Gilbert, not Gilbert Brantley, totally different artist. And it was good, I guess, although the mix was just sort of blah, I couldn't tell from where I was. Um, people seem to like it, though. They seem to have fun. And before he was into his last chorus, I said, that's it, boys, I'm out of here, because I had to go beat traffic. So I touched the pole. I got to hear the song. Oh, and I had a big, fat funnel cake, because I'm a big, fat junk food. One time a year. One time a year, Max, when I go to a state fair or something like that. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have the funnel cake, the most audaciously bad-for-you food that you could ever invent. All right, that's a wrap for tonight. Tomorrow morning, we're live from WNFL, our affiliate in Green Bay, Wisconsin. We'll see what tomorrow morning brings as well as, as the next 48 hours. I'm just glad we are now starting to churn the gears of the mighty NFL content machine, and it's going to be a fantastic and wild season. Brand new stadiums opening for fans in L.A. and in Vegas, and it's going to be great. Thanks for listening. Have a great Monday, everybody, and we will see you next time. A little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix, and if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. With baseball in full swing and the NBA playoffs off to a hot start, you can make each and every series matter by having a little bit of something-something in the game with MyBookie.ag. Regardless of whether you're betting favorites or underdogs, player prop bets, or just looking to make some cash, MyBookie gives you tons of options to make all your favorite matches a hell of a lot more exciting. And if you're looking to bet for the first time but don't know what to bet on, we're here to help point you in the right direction. For example, say you see an NBA series in which the team that had been favored is suddenly down 0-1. But you know they're the better team. You know they're going to come back. But suddenly, the series price is a whole lot more attractive now that they're down 0-1. Well, go to mybookie.ag, fire in on that one, and make some sweet coin if it comes home. And if it doesn't, guess what? There's more NBA playoffs to come in football after that. Go to mybookie.ag, sign up now, and use promo code ZABE to get your first deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Let them know we sent you. Use our promo code ZABE to get that free deposit bonus and start your day off with a win. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with my bookie.